0: So obviously want to dig into the new album, Trinity of Terror Tour Part 3, and get your opinion on a couple of things. But uh, dude, with the past couple of crazy years we've had, no way to kind of not talk about it. And I've been really curious with everyone dropping new albums over the past couple of years, you know, scoring the end of the world. I always kind of like to go back to March of 2020 because I kind of feel like that's kind of when the gauntlet came down and, and the lockdown happened. Take me back to that time period. Where were you at with the new album? scoring the end of the world had you written any music some music kind of take me back to that time frame where were you at with the album
1: <laughs> i uh, i think about that time frame quite frequently actually so <laughs> we were we were home we just got off of a tour uh we were on tour with bear and we were about to begin a tour in april so you know we were just kind of loosely thinking about like when are we going to start working on the next record but it didn't seem like it was there yet we were still feeling like we were going on our cycle from our previous record and you know just one day there it is everything's shut down (laughs) our tour got canceled you you know how everything went just complete world stopping and didn't really feel like anybody had any idea what was going to happen so very shortly after we started working on the album because we just wanted to stay busy and really just not feeling like we were just sitting and stalling out and a lot of the material for the record was written, I would say, within those first few months of the pandemic, more than any other time.
0: Interesting, interesting. Yeah, because that's at least at least you could you still have that creative outlet if if you had to sit at home. And I've just been fascinated by some people were getting ready to go into the studio and then couldn't. Some people like yourself had zero music and then kind of had to create it from scratch. And not only creating new music, but also breaking in uh, Vinny and Justin on their first album.
1: Yeah, I, we uh, we got, you know, pretty lucky in the sense that even though we all live in different locations, you know, the, the boom of the Zoom calls and Google Teams and all that stuff really, really helped us stay kind of connected. We, we had so many band meetings and writing sessions and all kinds of stuff that I felt like, I honestly made me be like, why haven't we done this sooner like this? <laughs> um, I think that kind of goes for everybody in the world that we found new ways to do things that are normal to us otherwise. And um, it was a cool kind of lesson learned and things that we can now take into account when we do the next record. So it's, it was good for everybody.
0: So you like that method of of doing the Zooms rather than all being in the same room together? Uh, I would say half and half. Like we we have always
1: historically done better individually, but there is, you know, the magic that can happen when everybody's kind of working on something together or we just jam it out and you know it, it works both ways for us And i think a lot of bands so we did what we had to do with with the COVID t- time and zoom definitely came through and <laughs> hooked it up for us because we got the record done and it was a pretty cool experience
0: well, talking about the uh, old way and, and the old adage, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Dude, I, I don't think I've ever seen a third leg of a tour, Trinity of Terror Tour Part 3. And, of course, you guys, Motionless and Wine, Ice Nine Kills, Black Veil Brides, and then also bringing along, this time, Atreyu. We got you in L.A. Uh, December 7th at the YouTube Theater. Yeah,
1: man, it's uh, that's going to be a pretty epic show. We have never been able to really do a tour before where we felt like we were hitting every city, like major and minor city in the country. You know, you, you announce a tour and everyone's always like, Oh, you're not coming here. or You're not going there. And it's a bummer this time. It was like, Nope, we saw a pretty good reaction to this tour from leg one. Let's go everywhere we can. Let's hit every city. So fans really don't get to, don't, they don't have to miss out on, you know, the cool, one of the coolest tours of the year. And it's been working. Fans are excited. The shows are amazing. And this like is definitely, I think my favorite of the three.
0: And I'm kind of curious too, man. It, it, it really is that three headliners. Do you guys all rotate evenly? And then do you have to like Rochambeau for who closes LA? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we all rotate kind of like everybody, everybody at the beginning said like, Hey, here's the ones that we would like to headline. Here's the ones that we would like to headline. And it all worked out actually pretty well. Like, there wasn't a lot of like, "Ah, oh, we wanted this one too it's I think all all the bands are just so willing to compromise and make it work and not really care about like the ego of who headlines here it's It's just like let's go out there and give the fans the show, and wherever we play that night is where we play, who
0: cares?" Yeah, it's a great value. I mean, you get to see three, and then adding on a Trey you really four headlining bands in an evening. And I imagine a Trey you old friends you've toured with them in the past, but I imagine kind of a band you grew up on too.
1: Yeah, they've been a big band for me when I started getting into like that style of heavy music. I was just talking to Brandon, the vocalist, uh, two nights ago about really how long that that band has been around, and they've been around longer than I think all the rest of us. And it's really cool that. You know, they're on the on the road with us and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only longtime fan on the tour of a you so it's I I know that, you know, a lot of us are just excited to have a band that we grew up listening to and you can't beat that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think they started in like ninety nine or something. I was gonna ask you, do you have a favorite Atreyu tune? Or what's the one that comes to mind?
1: Uh, man, I, I, I'm still very loyal to the first record, so Lip Gloss and Black <laughs> is my favorite.
0: Can you make sure that, Brandon, did you next time you talk to them, they play it on this tour? Because the last time I saw them, they did not play and It was the first time ever they had not played that tune, and I was tripping. <laughs>
1: uh, I think if I was to say, you know, like, let's do the song. We actually, uh, we toured with them on Warped Tour not, not that long ago, and they had, like, multiple vocalists from the tour come up and do that song with them every night. So I think if I proposed it in a way where it's like, yo, play that song and have me, Andy and Spencer come up and do yeah. the, the end of it with you. He'd definitely do it.
0: Yeah. The live, learn, burn, die. Yeah. Do it, dude. Cause they, yeah, yeah. they did not do that last time around. And, you know, just having some fun being music fans. I wanted to get into a little debate I have with my wife that I want to get your opinion on. We're, we're all nine inch nails fans. You're a nine inch nails fan. I imagine. Uh, Yes, I am. Yeah. I would
1: love to work with Trent someday in my life.
0: So the debate is pretty simple. It's really album one versus album two. The Pretty Hate Machine versus The Downward Spiral. If you had to pick one, what would be your numero uno out of those two? Man, Um,
1: I feel like I want to say Downward Spiral just because, you know, Closer is such an iconic song. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's tough. It's interesting for me with them because... I feel like the band has gone in so many phases. I I look at each record as sort of a different band in a weird way. Like yeah. Pretty Hate Machine having Head Like a Hole is, is really tough to beat, but Closer was like that, I don't know, that song for me when I got into them. So i probably have to go with Downward Spiral, Downward Spiral, but Head Like a Hole is still one of the most iconic I think, industrial songs, if not the most industrial or iconic industrial song of all time. So uh, I hate that you're asking me this question because <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm discussing it out loud with you and which one I prefer more.
0: Well, I, I like that you said Downward Spiral initially because that's mine. My wife favors Pretty Hate Machine. I love them all. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it's just picking one or the other. And I always felt like Downward Spiral sounded like a movie almost it sounded like a, a soundscape like there were so many different sounds and textures and styles and it got really loud and heavy and then it could be really soft and quiet where pretty hate machine was kind of all in one vein so to speak
1: yeah i feel like pretty hate machine it's very much in the name it's much more aggressive like the sound is a, a little bit more abrasive to me uh like terrible lie is another song where i feel like the. Very unique sounding rec or sounding songs sanctified. Like I don't know. There's there's a lot of cool variation between the two. Um, I guess it really just depends on my mood that day. <laughs> but you're right. It's it's cool that you get like the sonic journey on downward spiral
0: Mm Hmm. mm Hmm. dude I appreciate all the time last thing I gotta bug you with I need your help with too we do mandatory Metallica old school station we do mandatory Metallica every night at 10pm which you're gonna be a part of and I know you did the uh, the Kerrang! uh, Metallica covers you did My Friend Misery which is awesome and my favorite song from that album but kind of curious if you had to do another Metallica cover again for charity or whatever what do you think it would be what do you think would fit your voice best?
1: Oh, man, I would I would uh, absolutely do my favorite Metallica song ever, which is The Shortest Straw from Injustice for All. Ooh. Um, that is, in my opinion, one of the more angrier, if not the angriest uh, Metallica song. I, I mean, the whole album is so, in my opinion, their darkest, heaviest, most angry record. But that song, to me, just has some sort of aggressiveness that just latched, sunk its teeth into me, and it's my favorite, and I would love to cover it
0: despite the lack of bass, or would you add the bass when you did it? <laughs> I
1: love that. That's, the, that's the, the go-to comment about that record. Uh, I would definitely <laughs> add the bass, yes. We'll see what it sounds like. Please.
0: Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time and the great music, and can't wait to see you out there at the uh, YouTube theater. Yeah, we'll see you at uh,
1: SoFi. Very excited to... A new venue in California. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's like inside the football stadium. So, like, you walk up and you're like, am I going to a football game or a concert? But you actually right. go underground and into the into the venue. It's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm very ready. So, I'll see you there. Thank see, you for having me.
0: Thanks, Chris. Safe travels. Thanks. Yep, bye. Bye-bye.